It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Stand up and say what's up. Bop, 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 bop. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in to episode number I forgot of jobbing out, as in I forgot that I needed to prepare this segment for the day, so we're just going to move forward. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Um, uh, guys, I've got, by the way, later on in the show, Sam Adonis is going to join us. He's coming to uh, MCW. Very excited that MCW will finally be able to return in pro wrestling locally is back as of July 24th at MCW Arena. Really looking forward to that with MCW Resurrection, one of Leo Rush's alleged final uh, professional wrestling appearances, but who knows? Um, The Varsity Blondes will be there. Of course, uh, Brian Pillman, who's been a guest on this show a couple of times, and uh, Griff Garrison and Julia Hart and uh, Sam Adonis, who is going to join us later on in the program. Uh, Sam Adonis, if you're not aware, has been the uh, the the AAA performer, and he was uh, CMLL as well, correct? Um, yeah, he's been a lot of, and and he's also big, been getting really big on the U.S. and D.C. as well, no doubt. And uh, but he he got a lot of attention because he was doing a bit for a couple years in Mexico that involved him being a Trump sympathizer. Maybe sympathizer is the wrong way of describing it. He was a fervent Trump supporter yes. as a character. Uh, he's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. It's Again, that's his character. It's not him. I don't feel as though we should have to explain this every time. This is professional wrestling, but it's what it is. We'll talk to him before he comes to MCW Pro Wrestling. Guys, I've got three things that I have to address on the show this <laughs> week. I don't care what else we do, but there are three things that I must address on the show this week. And I open by admitting I have not watched all of Dynamite this week. A few things. I got comfortable with not having to watch Dynamite before the Thursday show for the last few weeks. And frankly, the Phoenix Suns just won the Western Conference and Wimbledon is going on right now. And so I just forgot to prioritize it. I also had a doctor's appointment today. Normally I would watch before the show begins, but I wasn't able to do that. So I've only watched the main event of Dynamite from this week and the montage video. So if something happened that is relevant to anything else that I might say, Aaron or Brandon is going to have to inform me of it, and I will admit openly I'm an ass for having not had the opportunity to watch. It's just what it is. The three things that are on my list, I don't care what we do after that, i got to knock out these three things, all right? All right. I begin with the stupid promo that does not deserve nearly the attention that it's getting, and yet I'm going to give it attention anyway. So... Color me an a-hole for doing this. The entire wrestling world got worked up by Eddie Kingston's post-Dynamite promo on Saturday night. The appropriate response is, who gives a flying fuck? That's the most appropriate response to it. The second most appropriate response to it is, it's demonstrably wrong. (laughs) Like, imagine cutting a promo... That suggests that the WWE mistreats legends and having it be accepted as being relevant and not just 
ridiculous. <laughs> like, what an ridiculous, absurd thing to say. You know why we're good? We treat legends like Christian really well. In fairness, the guys that WWE cares about as legends are far more accomplished. No offense to Christian. <laughs> but all they do is put over legends constantly. It's one of the biggest problems with their company and shouldn't be something that you should be advertising about your company. You're supposed to be different I mean, than that. I mean, ah, ah, well, we told Brandon his uh, connection was better where he went, and we lied. <laughs> it is not better. He sounds like he's Aaron in Nevada now, so this is going yeah. to go really well. I, I, I was worried for a second that was me losing you Yeah, guys. correct. No, it was that was that was Brandon. Hopefully we can get that uh, fixed. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my takeaway... Uh, right. Uh, I, what I feel terrible about is this is sort of like AJ the week the week that uh, can I mute him? Can I do that? All right, he's gonna try to fix it. Um, the week that AJ was really passionate about his upcoming show, and we couldn't hear any of it. That's what Brandon Brandon sounded like. He really had something to say there. I know he got worked up there. No, it's still Brandon. It's still it's still awful. Brandon, stop! It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. I'm sorry. It's just, it, I can't, we cannot hear you. It's really bad. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> I was going to say, my first take was was pretty much the same as yours. I can't believe this got as much run as it did. It I, was. I'm starting to be convinced that the Bully Ray thing is a work. I'm starting to be convinced. Well, that Bully Ray work. is as guilty as anybody of calling out other companies, and him ranting about that is. I, I was trying to figure out what part of that made sense. Like, is it was what Bully Ray was real, and the the part of it that he was really saying was, "You're not this guy, right? Like, that's for a corporate person to do." You're supposed to be the guy that can be beloved by the indie fans, and you're above that. You're above being petty about WWE. Like, one, you have nothing to do. Like, what do you, what do you know about WWE, really, right? right? Like, if you want the guy that's been screwed by WWE to be the guy that cuts that promo to try to get a rah-rah, like, sh you know, like, if that's what you want... It Maybe there is something relevant to that, right? Like there might yeah, be Yeah, sure. If you want to say yes, yes. Continuing it seems like a work to me, like with Bully Ray. Like continuing it with Tony yeah. Khan, it seems like they've got to all be in on this and just trying to get attention. And so it seems like a work at some point. Whether it was originally a work or not, I do think that there is something to be said for if somebody else wants to cut this promo, fine. That's not that's not who you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be the guy that talks about the other company that that tries to do a rah rah thing for AEW, which again, like that's what you do when you're when you're not when you're number two, you cut that type of promo, right? When you're in WWE, you don't you, you know you're punching up. That's the concept. The same idea in comedy. It's the same idea in any part of the world. You're supposed to punch up. You're not supposed to punch down. I, what Bully Ray said was, "Let Cody do that." And my response would be, actually, yeah, sure. Let Cody be the one to do it because I roll my eyes at all of it. So if I'm going to roll my eyes at somebody, I might as well roll my eyes at Cody, who I'm already rolling my eyes at. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yes, there's something to be said absolutely about that. But it just going back to the the kind of original promo in itself, you're right, it's completely wrong. It just came off as one of those things, you know, it, was, it wasn't on TV, which to me makes it much better. 
I, you know, I'm, I'm automatically more forgiving of anything in a dark segment or anything in a house show or anything like that. You know, do you say I, that I, in that like you just don't you think there's a chance Eddie Kingston just had no idea what to say when the microphone was in front of him? So I, I think that's up. possible. I also I, it is also just to me as a as a fan as whatever. Like you know, I went to enough house shows during the Attitude Era, both WWF and WCW, where they spent you know half the time just taking shots at the other company because it was a house show, and that's you know. That's what happens in house shows. Well, you're you're definitely right about one thing. If it was on TV, it's a thousand times. Oh worse. yeah, and, well, and and that's why I, you know. But they were quick to they they don't like promote these things like every they don't share this post TV segment every week on social media. They sure. specifically yeah. push this one on social media, like the official right. channels did. Yes, AEW oh. absolutely pushed it on their social. What, media. Was that before or after the the uproar about it? I think it was the only way that we knew that, that it existed. I don't know. Okay, like I, I legitimately I didn't follow the full time. Basically, until bully the the whole bully thing. Well, I didn't trust even me, the bully thing was the thing, thing that got me that got me to pay attention. But I did not hear yeah. anything about it until bully responded to it. And by the time bully responded to it, the video was up on AEW's social channel. Um, like it was very clear they were pushing it out there. This wasn't a mistake. So yeah. So yes. Yeah, so so that's stupid. Like that that's just stupid on like you're you're doing anything officially like that. It's stupid. Well, I, I don't know if it's stupid. It got attention and well, and, okay. and it, AEW is in a place where it, there, there's no attention that can be bad attention, right? Like right. when th- this really is, this is again the difference in being one or two. When you're punching up, when you're the company that needs the attention, it really can't be bad for them, even if it's low rent, even if it's dumb. It can't hurt them to get a little more attention during the course of the week. Sure, if that if that's the case, then I mean, then it was successful because it got a lot of attention. Oh, it got tons of attention. You know, we're talking about it right now. Um, it's it's I I do I do think that I warn against like Eddie Kingston shouldn't be the company guy, and I do think that there's a point for that. He shouldn't be playing a John Cena role. Like that's, is he just doing that because Moxley's not there? Is that sort of the idea? Uh, is I, he I, like a sub for someone? Like, hey, this is our guy right now because we don't really have someone a, a that face is a mouthpiece. That yeah, like like because it can't it can't be Cody because we realize that half of everybody doesn't like Cody. Um, it can't be Hangman Page because he's not that guy. You know, it can't be. I mean, who else is your top baby face? Yeah, I mean, be... to, to me, it was, who's the best guy on the mic? Eddie Kingston. Like, to me, that that's probably the thought process. I, I think they're it. trying, I, I really think they're trying to characterize him as, like, a top-level baby face right now. Okay. And, and, that's... and add to it, Aaron, that he's the guy that everyone looks at to, to be on the mic. I mean, but he shouldn't be the one cutting the company. Like, I got it. This is this will. No, cut. it's all weird. Like, yeah. and, and I'll say, yeah. I'll compare it to when CM Punk was doing it in WWE. It was weird. It was weird. That's yes. a role for Drew McIntyre. That's a role for John Cena. That's a role for a lot of people. It's not a role for someone who's supposed to be kind of counterculture. Like, that's you're not supposed to be the guy that comes out and says and and puts everybody over and. Thanks for being here, everybody. Like, that's not... You're supposed to be above that. You're supposed to kind of yeah. be too and they, cool to do they, that. They have done this, and, and they have done this with Moxley, and I felt the same way when they did it with him. Like, where he'd be the one to pick up the mic after the... Remember after the exploding ring thing? And there, there was a... I feel like there was another time where he did the 
send off thing. Like that's weird. That's weird too, but it's not as weird as Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say with Moxley, at least it makes us your, you know, he's presumably he's your top face. He's supposed to be counterculture yeah. too, right? He is. Yeah, but anytime you're top face, the guy who you know people are supposedly yeah. coming out to see, it, it feels less weird in that case. I, I I feel like this was nothing but that was the Moxley spot. Give it to Kingston. I, I really feel like that's what it was. I mean, I I guess, but that's a mistake. <laughs> like it's just it, it's it a is mistake. a mistake. And, I, I'm just and, I just think I, that was the loss. I would I would almost yeah. say like just just let just give the mic to Jungle Boy at that point. Just just give it to him. Um, let the crowd recognize him and say that was a hell of a match, and we think you're going to be special. And Jungle Boy, as much as we like him, let's be honest, is not going to be a counterculture type of professional wrestler. He's going to be the good-looking, you know, white meat baby face the rest of his life. And so just give him the mic. Just give him the mic and say, thanks for coming out. I did everything I can. I'm gonna, I'll be better next time. Something like that. And, and, and you're going to get to go home singing Tarzan Boy. Correct. Exactly right. We'll play the music off, and that'll be the final the shot for the night. I, I, and, and that maybe speaks to the idea being they wanted this to get attention. They wanted it to be a bigger deal um, than it should be. And again, that's part of There's nothing actually controversial about what Eddie Kingston said. It's all dumb. It's just dumb. It's we think we're better than the other company. Like, sure, fine. The, you know, Paul George thinks that if Kawhi Leonard had been healthy, that the Clippers would have won the Western Conference. It's irrelevant. Who gives a flying fuck, right? <laughs> like, who cares? That's not the way that it works. Um, so the actual promo itself, it, like, we have to be... It, he didn't say anything. The only things he said were demonstrably false. Like, that's the most <laughs> embarrassing part about of it. Like, it's... De- you'll never see a match like that in WWE. What? Like, what are you... <laughs> what are you talking about? You'll never see a match like that. Like, the, the the funny thing is, I thought the main event on Wednesday was better than the. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, thought both were good. Like it's, it's like, not like it was a bad match. It was a good yeah. match, but it wasn't like the most historic thing I've ever seen in my life. It was right. a good main event match, which happens in every professional wrestling company all the time. There are good main event matches. Um, you, you'll, you'll never see them re- respect a legend like Christian. Like, I guess specifically you didn't see them respect Christian. So maybe there's truth. To I, that. I was going to say, they, they never did respect Christian. So. My God, man. Like what a, what a hilariously, again, innocuous to just demonstrably false promo that everybody's making this big deal out of when it is very much not, but to Bully Ray's point, I don't think that Eddie Kingston should be the one doing it. I don't think he should be the guy cutting that promo. He should be bigger than that. And I and I, I'd like to Bully Ray said like he said like you should be the guy that should be putting over your company and not caring about anybody else. And that you're too cool to be caught up in all of that. And I do I think I agree with that for Eddie Kingston's character. I think that's the way that it should be. All right, yep. that was number one on my list. Number two on my list. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain almost his line of thinking at the end of the main event on Monday night. You're gonna have to spend some time <laughs> explaining to me why almost was so concerned about AJ Styles not getting pinned, but did not give a shit that he was going to lose the match. Yeah. All right. I saw this tweet 
And so I came up with something. Oh, you, and it's you, really the only thing, that, and there's no way that this is the actual thing. Yeah. But you know what? I found I found some logical way to make sense. Oh, okay. Because if, if you want, if you want, you can add to this where By the way, he I'm knows so he can get involved. So why didn't he just get involved in the match? You can add it's a triple to it. threat match. There right. are no rules. <laughs> you can be make sure your guy wins the match. And if you don't care whether he wins the match or not, why would you have cared that he was getting pinned? Ah, so here's the <laughs> thing. So this is Almost cares about himself. He does and cares about the tag team titles. He knows that if AJ Styles actually gets pinned, that makes him by proxy look a little bit worse. So he doesn't want him pinned. At the same time, if AJ Styles is focusing on his singles career, he uh, that could hurt the tag team titles as well. So therefore, <laughs> he didn't want AJ Styles to be pinned, but he didn't want him to win either. The absurdity. The you know, absolute you know, absurdity. You, I think there's a real world reason. That is way that like like you know how sometimes WWE books things for real world reasons and ignores that it makes no sense in kayfabe. Like I think the real world reason is that they want him to like come out next week and be like, I didn't even get pinned. I, I deserve another opportunity or whatever. <laughs> and that they're really gonna But they didn't give have, him but the, but they didn't they can do that without having to do anything with Omos. Right like, right. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. They, I think I think that sometimes I mean we've talked about this in the past. Sometimes they have a real life reason, like we want to get here, and then they fuck it up in kayfabe. But, but like, I'm, but I'm totally fine with the priority being, like we don't want um, AJ Styles to get pinned. That that's fine. I can makes I, sense. One hundred percent. I can listen to that. But you have to just have almost not get involved. Just have him be a guy that doesn't care. Or have him get ejected after. Or being exactly involved. right. Whatever it is that you do to address that, you can't do this. Or. Or if AJ if AJ points out that he did something dumb next week and this is part it, of the it sows the seeds of them breaking up, sure. But but that makes no sense. Like what 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 we just did this a couple months ago and they've barely been on TV since. Like what is the point of doing a breakup right. now between AJ Styles and Plus, Omos? There's there's way better ways to say you know you have almost hit him. Correct. Something like that. Something along those lines. Correct. Yeah, because otherwise we're going right down the Braun Shane this, road again, where he's going to call him dumb, and you know, this like, this reeks of we 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 decided what the result of the match was going to be, and didn't bother to think about how we got there. Just the yeah. result was the only thing that mattered. We didn't bother to do any of the work of hey, what will this look like if we have the guy care so much to drag him out. But then literally have him watch him lose the match afterwards. The only other possibility is that they screwed up the timing. Like, he was supposed to pull him out, like, pull him all the way out to where he, like, distracted him for the pin. But but instead, he's he a seven-foot monster. <laughs> like, he's they've made him untouchable. What could they possibly do? They To Aaron's point, they would literally have had to have had him be thrown out of the ring area. Yeah. Otherwise... Yeah. Or AJ, if you had if you had done the AJ is injured and he was checking on him, but they didn't do that. Correct. They did none of those things. That's that's what I thought it was supposed to like. He was supposed to pull him out so hard that he flew like behind him, and then he was checking on him, and maybe the timing got all screwed up. Or, but I they, mean, they never sold that in any way. Oh that, no 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 no! I'm just saying. Let's be honest. Almost is really green. Like he could have completely screwed that up. Sure, but know? then they would they would have tried to cover for it. One of the oh, announcers, the announcers knowing that that was said yeah, one of the announcers would have tried to sell that. Yeah, like where's oh he doesn't have any help. You know, so, I don't know what is something like that. Okay, that's number two on my list. That's not there's nothing big there. Number three is I think a legitimate discussion point. 
And it's the reason why I had to make sure I watched the main event. And they failed. And I'm not, this is not me trying to be, I really, if, if, if Dynamite hadn't been last night, if Dynamite was coming up on Saturday night, the way that I'd be laying out, um, the way that I would present this would be a little bit different. Um, I realized after Saturday night that this is the test of what AEW is as a company because it's very clear how the pinnacle inner circle interaction must end. And it must end with Sammy Guevara going over MJF. It must end that way. And it's not a big deal that he lost the match last night. That's not the end of the world. The bigger deal is it still seems like they're really hellbent on the end of this feud being Chris Jericho versus MJF. And that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake. That's not the story any longer. The story is that this has to end with Sammy Guevara overcoming MJF and ending MJF and being the guy moving forward. There's there's no I mean, other way this can end. They certainly did an awful lot of work to suggest that that's what should happen. That's the point. It's, cer- it's certainly what I want right now. I, I guess the only question is, do they want it with MJF losing? That's the only question to me. It, well, that's the only way you can do it. No, you can end it with MJF going over. MJF no. becoming the number one heel, MJF not, being not, in line not, to be not, the next the, world champion. The problem is that's not the story you're telling. The story you're telling requires Sammy Guevara getting that moment. You're telling a story about Sammy. That's the story you're telling. It's not about MJF. The MJF-Jericho thing, if you still want to do the match, part of the problem I have is the like how spaced apart the pay-per-views are. Because if you still wanted to do MJF Jericho at a pay-per-view to make it a big pay-per-view match, and then after MJF beats Jericho, then you have Sammy like go over him, I would be fine with that. But now we're talking about extending this thing all the way out to November. And and maybe they'll do that. Like maybe they will. And and I would argue that's probably what they should do, but that's a long ways away. I mean, we're still talking about Four months on top well, of which what is, they've which done. Which is why I almost wonder if this is going to be a true slow burn where the end of the feud is MJF going over Jericho. And then you have MJF go on to something else, possibly win the title, and Sammy comes back into, you know, direct the picture. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that, man. I, that's, that's not a slow burn to me. That's a... You know, we'll get to it if we, we we don't get to it. It's no big of a deal. Then you you're throwing in so many things in the middle that 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 can change. I guess I guess here's my question. I, I by the way, I'm all in on your thinking and that this should be about Sammy. But as of a month ago, you were you know all of this, the pinnacle, of the inner circle, should be about MJF. Of course, one hundred percent. I'm not basing this on what I thought then. I'm basing it on the work that, that what they've done. Yeah. The story they've told is about Sammy Guevara. It's about him needing his moment. That's what this is about. So, but MJF denying him his moment, you know, is a story as well. It, I, I'm, I'm just kind of talking through this one. It's a story, but it's not the story because I don't know how much more doubt we have in MJF. When I presented this, this was about it being MJF and Jericho, and of course MJF had to go over Jericho. There was no debate about that. You have to have MJF go over Jericho. There's no question about that. 
But there's a different thing happening with Sammy. It speaks to a lot of the problems that, that we've addressed before, which is, and again, as I alluded to, his own devices, part of the problem, the part of the Sammy problem was his own past mistakes, right? Like that you had to slow it down a little bit as you were heating it up. You were heating it up to develop a star, then you had to slow it down a little bit. And that I'm not I'm not sympathetic to Sammy for that. He did that to himself, right? As a human versus Sammy Guevara, the character. But once you went back to it, you didn't give Sammy his mo- as we talked about. That was Sammy Guevara pinning Sean Spears is not a moment. It does not a star make. It's nothing. It's it's utterly irrelevant. He has to have his moment if we assume, and we better be assuming, that at some point Chris Jericho is not going to be a full-time performer. Sammy Guevara needs to be ready to be a top face type. How is he getting that if he doesn't go over MJF? I, I agree. I mean, if this is about putting Sammy Guevara, I just... My question is, was that ever the plan to make? Because, by the way, if Sammy Guevara at this point gets over on MJF, that puts him in the top, top echelon. Yes. Which, it's not a bad thing at all. I just don't, like, is he that guy? Is he the, you know, we're talking about before, who is the number one babyface in the company? Is Sammy at that moment? If he goes over MJF, he's in position to be the number one babyface in the company. that's, That's what you should be doing. That's the way this is supposed to work. You're supposed to build up that guy to have that moment to become that guy. That's the nature of professional wrestling. And and here's the question. Is that at the expense of MJF? How so? If he he loses, you know, again, if he fails in his his quest here to be the number one guy again. MJF is still the guy that screwed over Cody Rhodes. He's still the guy that screwed over Chris Jericho. He's still the guy. MJF loses none of those things. But then he'll have lost in his quest to win that title the first time he will have lost eventually the feud with the inner circle like i'm not saying he's nothing i'm not saying he's buried by any stretch but if we thought this initial thing was to make him the top guy i disagree that he would have lost the feud with the inner circle if he loses if if sammy eventually goes over him that'll be kind of the inner circle going over i just i wholeheartedly disagree especially if there's a win over jericho in the middle of that especially if there's both having won um, the Blood and Guts match and the win over Jericho in the middle of that, having Sammy go over MJF is far different than having the the inner circle. And part of this, again, is that the pinnacle is nothing. Like, that's 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 part right, of sure, it. Sure. I, I, and I'm not even talking, like, that, yes, I agree with you, it's nothing. I'm simply thinking, like, I was viewing this as when MJF gets out of this, he's the top guy. The top guy. And... I, as much as I want to, like, honestly, what they needed to do is decide which way to go and go in that direction. I want one of those two to come out as the top he- face or the top heel. Which, And I think I'm a little more okay than you are if it does end up being... If MJF comes out and he is ready, he's he's they're about to... But, but, he gets through all of this and he becomes champion, I'm more about M- it. MJF has been ready. Like that... Well, no, no, no. Re- when I say ready, I mean, like, they're ready, like... He doesn't go out of this and flounders for a little bit. He goes straight from this to the title. Nothing in between. But he, but he can as long as Kenny's the champion. I mean, that's not. Well, I and and right. as I'm if going you, to get you to, think I, that, I think Kenny by double or nothing is uh, right. or not double or nothing uh, all out is not the champion. You think that Adam Page is going to win the title? Yes. 
and 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 that might very well be true. Um, and and it would it would provide something at that point for for MJF to be going after Adam Page. That's possible. I don't know if I'm as much a believer as you are about where they are with Adam Page. I, I think the the dark we don't want to acknowledge the dark order thing I think has largely hurt him. I I, I don't I, think I think it came ar- I think it came around this week. I really do think All it right. came around. I'm gonna this have week. to I'm gonna it's, have it's, to it's, watch it's, that. Uh and, and I'll I'll basically explain what happened to you. And yeah. it was and part of it, you know, I'll admit, I've been in, in on the whole Adam Page thing from, you know, over the past year. So I, mean, I, I'm, I like I'm I like Adam Page. I'm not. Yeah, but I, I'm talking about the story. Like, so what they did is Kenny cut a promo about how he's beaten everybody. Nobody can beat him. The Dark Order comes out and he rightfully laughs at them. Like, none of you guys are in my league, you know, and they say, yeah, no, no, no. We're not in your league. But Adam Page, who's not out there right now, he is in your league, right. and he can beat you. They go back there, and Adam Page confronts them and says, what was that? Are you just making fun of me? Blah, blah, blah. Basically going off of that promo he cut a year ago when you know he was in the middle of everything with the Elite and talking about how they didn't, you know, they always did make fun of him. He was just that guy to him. And they're like, no, we believe in you. You know, that sort of thing. And there was this whole thing at the end that was, you know, just him thoughtful, which I thought really, really worked. I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't, it, you don't, you're not, it doesn't describe well. I mean, it, it and I mean, part of the problem. It doesn't describe well, but if you go yeah, back and, and I, think look, about I'm all those promos. I'm acknowledging that I haven't watched it, so I will have to go, I will have to watch it and talk to you more about it next week. I, I do not feel, I still am for the Adam Page Kenny story because I liked it so much, but. The, the Dark Order, to me, has been a, a, a negative. It's made that worse for me. Um, the, the idea of Adam always looking for someone believing in him and now finding someone to believe in him plays. Or at least it played to me. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, all right, I'll have to watch. I can't. The, 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 problem, the problem is who it is, though. Who they haven't that's, taken seriously at all. That really but, is but that's the fine, issue. but but we're not taking that we don't need to take them seriously. He just needs someone to believe in him. Like it's about Adam Page. It's the the Dark Order could be anybody. That in my mind. Yeah, I don't for know. For this to work. I don't know. <sighs> I, I agree. By the way, if they you know, if they wanted to put him in a tag team with whoever and make them tag champions, I'd be uh really? But as far as just he needs somebody to believe in him, this is part of the Adam Page story, and the Dark Order could be really anybody. It, it works for but me. But it's just so silly. They're so silly. I don't know that I can... That, that, uh, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I haven't seen it. I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to say anything further because I haven't seen it. Um, I, I, I didn't get a chance to have my word in on the Sammy thing. I'll, I'll just say this. Should that be the case? Could it be the case? Sure. I do not trust them to make that the case. I think it's more likely to go down the road of Darby and Orange Cassidy and and Sammy's going to be in that sort of. Oh, I I absolutely. This is this is part of the problem. To me, this is a test. This is a test of what type of company you're going to be. Aaron, your point about MJF, I'm not. I don't wholly disagree with, but MJF cannot be hurt. He's done too much. He's been too good. MJF losing a singles match to Sammy Guevara cannot hurt him. He is the best heel. I, it, this type of heel, like Roman Reigns, is the best heel right now. In all right, right. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. But yeah. he's the best arrogant, you know, that that this type of the smarmy heel. 
in all of professional wrestling. And anything he does will be golden because that's how good he is as a performer, right? So I I, I hear what you're saying, and there have been other issues that have existed with MJF and them not pulling the trigger, but this can't be hurt. This is a con- this is a conflation of two things. It's they're telling a Sammy story on television, specifically telling a Sammy story. And when you decide you're going to do that, it better lead to Sammy being the story. Yeah. And yet, it intersects with what we've known and what the at the the allegation that has been made that a lot of times performers in AEW say, "Hey, we know we shouldn't be the one going over here." allegedly Tony Khan is forcing them to to the detriment of other wrestlers and I worry that Tony Khan really does think the story here is Chris Jericho going over MJF and, and that would be a completely it would unforgivable be in every horrendous. way it would be a horrendous decision but everything that's lined up they have alternated big wins they've the whole thing and to have MJF beat Sammy, aren't you supposed to, in, in, in that traditional professional wrestling world, the other hero's supposed to step in and save the day now. Sammy couldn't get it done, so Chris Jericho has to come save the day. And that's a problem. That's not what should be happening here. Is, is MJF just destroying everybody a better scenario than that? Absolutely. It's definitely a better scenario than that. No question. But you've been telling a Sammy Guevara story. And and a, and a pretty compelling one, too. A, a really compelling one. A very compelling yeah. Sammy Guevara story. And so I think this has to lead to a Sammy Guevara moment. And I do think this is a test of what type of professional wrestling company you are. Because if the answer is Chris Jericho saves the day and beat M- beats MJF and... You know, the, the rest of the inner circle helps, and it's a, a, a huge pop. Everybody's happy at the pay-per-view moment. Fuck it. Mm, that's, yeah. that's WWE. That's the thing that you say you hate. That's, that's not good. This add, is add to it that they, they add to it that they have Dean Malenko like Cloverleaf somebody. Or I mean, that, yeah, correct. I mean, that's no that's doubt. totally coming, right? I mean, <laughs> that's that, you know, no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. All right, um, so those are my three. Those are my three that I actually really cared about talking about. I don't give a shit what else we talk about for the rest of the week, so I will turn it over to you guys for wherever you want to go. Um, well, let's start with uh, Hit Row getting some gold. Yeah. I mean, awesome. <laughs> I mean, how about well, Hit Row? Yeah, I mean, A, awesome, and B... You know, we, we talked about this. How what what is this the view of going forward after we talked about you know Bronson was at the main you know did the main event tapings I mean, last of, week of, and of, more of course it could mean something. Of course it could. It could also not. <laughs> like let's be honest <laughs> about that. It could also not mean anything. But of course it could mean something. There's absolutely that possibility. Or it could mean that they've recognized that Hit Row has been hot as fuck and is getting a ton of attention and they want to lean into that in some way. Um, credit to AJ for for taking that. Oh my God, man! And like, looked like a. I mean, it it made his character look stupid, but it made him look amazing. Oh like, yeah, like it just made him look incredible. So, um, uh, credit to him for that because that was awesome. I yes, obviously, Aaron, it definitely could mean something about Bronson Reed. 
but I don't know if it's a guarantee that it means something about Bronson Reed. I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge it very much could mean that there is something coming for Bronson Reed. And, and, and bigger than Bronson Reed, there's also the report that Vince McMahon was down at, in Orlando this week that he's been looking at things. And, uh, you know, it sounds, obviously sounds, when things can change, rumors are rumors, whatever. This could be a fairly, probably around that draft, the end of August or whatever, a fairly, fairly significant movement, NXT up, don't know if it'll go back the other way, but between that and the the breakout tournament, it seems like we're starting to head towards to uh, not a reset in NXT, but certainly a shakeup. Um, man, they could use a shakeup. I, I, like, I, I'll be interested to see who's a part of the breakout tournament this year. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on that that we haven't wanted to acknowledge because we like NXT, but we've talked about it here. The, the carry and cross thing has been a huge problem. And I, and I hope no, we have, we have to talk, we have to talk about that. I mean, we, uh, I, I hope that this was a sign of, of somehow them trying to point them in some sort of direction, but I'm not convinced of that. So, can you guys help me with something with this? So at first I thought, okay, we're just shotgunning a Johnny Gargano quick face thing like turn back but that clearly is not what nope. it was it's definitely not there is definitely not so one of those the, what on earth was that i don't have that answer i don't <laughs> i mean i'll i'll be happy to watch the match between the two guys yeah, i mean i'd watch i'd watch Johnny gargano read from the the phone book you know right. and i'd watch him do right. Right. i just i'm just not sure what that was i mean neither guy they're, they're going out of their way to make neither guy likable. Like, is this, are they doing that so that we just want Joe to come in? I mean, like, it, it's very bizarre. Like, I feel like I did have a theory about why they wanted both guys to be somewhat unlikable. And I can't remember what it was now. I, I had something that I thought was fairly I, clever. I but. mean, it, it, it does seem across SmackDown, Raw, and NXT that they're, Kind of gearing up for fans returning by but, just kind of jumbling everybody else but and letting N people. But, but NXT isn't having fans return the same way. Like their fans True, are yeah, there. Yeah, you're you're right about that. Like well, their that, fans are back. Yeah, they, they, they had a full house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a it's so, not a big crowd, but that's what, if they're going to stay in that building, if they're not going back on the road, and we have no reason to think they're going on the road. This right. these are the fans they're that going you're to right. have. Then, then yeah, it, it doesn't apply the same as Ron's back. Right. And, and they don't have to go back on the road because they don't go on the road. Correct. I mean, they never were on the road. Correct. Right. I mean, I've always thought that they should have, especially when they were going sure. on, on Wednesday nights. But like, I, you know, it, it appeared as if the full thing sale thing mattered. I guess that's over. So I, I have no idea what they're doing with NXT, but they got to think about that for sure as they move forward. They they need to define why why am I watching each week. And, like, Hit Row's great, and I'm going to watch. I like Hit Row. But for the average person, like, why is the average person watching? It's a huge problem. And, by the way, it's why Samoa Joe is such the obvious answer and why they just yeah. need to get to it. And that's why I said from moment one, get to it. This is the ultimate cleanup. Make Samoa Joe a top face that positions Karrion Cross as a heel and go for it. You don't have to have him win, but you have a big program that feels like it matters. People are tuned in because they like Samoa Joe. They want to see him get after Karrion Cross, and it repositions Karrion Cross moving forward. So we know we're supposed to hate him because he's working against Samoa Joe. If I tell you Karrion Cross is losing the belt soon, do you want Samoa Joe involved? No. 
Oh, I, and no, that I, and that's what I disagree that's what with. I, I disagree with that. Getting messy. Yeah, I disagree with that entirely. I'd be completely fine with Samoa Joe winning the belt. Why would that be a problem? No, I think I think he needs to chase the belt. I don't think he can win it immediately. That doesn't well, I mean, really. I, that's what, if he wins, if he wins it, it would be. It's not going to happen at one of these podunk paper. These no, I, I'm talking like the August takeover. Yeah, I'd be, that, yeah. I'm telling you, Karrion Cross is losing it right there. It, it, are you saying this because like Karrion Cross? Yeah, to just. Going to, Right. Yeah, to, to go back to my thing, I think that he's going to be one of the guys who gets drafted. Uh, I do too. I agree with you. I mean, I I think that's I, I think that's a huge mistake at the moment. That that's I, fine. I'm just saying I let, let's I work under this massive, assumption for the, for the I sake think of you're I think you're asking like you don't even have Alistair Black right now, right? Like you have to do some sort of development with Karrion Cross, and it would be a massive mistake. Now, with that being said. I have no problem with the, the concept of Samoa Joe winning the NXT title. Like, I, I can't fathom. Why would anybody have a problem with that? The, the only problem, I have no problem I would, with him winning it, I have a problem with him winning it immediately. But Well, but, I, I but, have a problem with him coming back as the, the, the executive enforcer and winning it. I think that's a really strange and I don't know if it'll work way to go. I mean, I'm not reading too much into the executive enforcer thing. I think his, I think his character has been cheeky and fun. Like I, it's it, like he hasn't come across as being a corporate stooge in any. No, way. no, no. I, I, and I don't even mean as a stooge. I just think that you know. And by the way, if it's saying, "All right, you're no longer the corporate," yeah, that's enforcer, the idea. The idea is that yeah. he comes in as this guy. He can't. St- he can't help he, himself. He just can't be it, and he becomes this, a wrestler. Then, yes, a, then that's I'm what he is. That. He's a wrestler, and so he has to go wrestle. It's a story, and the idea that's happening immediately will be happening over the course of two months, Brandon. Like it would be, we'd be talking about he came back in early June, the better part of three months, and we'd be talking about him winning the belt um, in in late August. Like it would be the better part of a three month story for that playing out. And remember, he's Samoa Joe. He's a two time NXT champion. Like I. I, I I, I'm befuddled by why it would be problematic. I it would it would be I, I think it cleans up a lot for them if if they feel as though they need to get the belt off of Karrion Cross. I think it cleans up a lot for them either way. Either you establish Karrion Cross as a major heel and set someone else up to be the face that chases him, or or if you need to get the belt off of Karrion Cross, do it. Let Samoa Joe be a short time champion that makes sense for a top heel to go win the belt off of him. Like it it you have to solve the carry and cross problem. You you got to do it. It's hurting ratings, it's hurting everything. Like NXT is worse for the fact that you have not figured out what carry and cross is for months. And the top of your card makes no sense and that begats other issues that that have been related to that. And there have been good things. I think Thatcher and Champa are phenomenal but part of that is i think champa everything he does it turns to gold i think he is eternally a you got a problem let uh tomaso champa solve it for you type of performer at this point um that being said i've felt that way about gargano and he's not been that guy like individually the ways stuff has been good but the other stuff that you've thrown him into has just not been compelling it's I don't know what to make of it, frankly. It's because very little has been compelling. Like, just, you know, again, individual people have been compelling, but storylines and, you know, feuds have not been compelling for the better part of so God knows how long. So let Samoa Joe be your reset button. Allow sure. him to be your reset button. It. I felt so much life 
by his presence and honestly was let down when when William Regal said, but you're not going to be a wrestler, right? Like, that, that took some of the air out of it for me. I was so excited to see Samoa Joe on NXT. It's a perfect place for him to be. He's the perfect guy to be there, all of that. And it, it took, you know, let the air out of it for me when they were like, well, I'm not going to let you wrestle. I'm like, fuck, that's all I want him to do. Go, go be Samoa Joe. Go be a fucking badass, man. Let me have that in my life. He is your human reset button. Press it. Press it. Solve your problems. Realign things. Be in a better place. Figure out who's going to be there, who's not going to be a part of it. Realign things come September after whatever you do in a Samoa Joe carrying cross championship match at TakeOver. Just run with Kyle O'Reilly as your big No, <laughs> definitely don't fucking do that. How, how do they not see how terrible that is? All the other things about I don't want to I don't want to pile on Kyle O'Reilly, but how do they not see how terrible his entrance is? If ever? that was in a real building with like real fans, how everybody you, would just be yelling "Bay Bay." I mean, like it's so bad. it's so bad, man. It's so bad. It's such a problem. It's so bad. I don't have the words to describe how bad it is. I and it, it, like somebody, somebody has to grab and say, "Stop the jerking motions! Stop it! You look like a buffoon. You look terrible! Stop it! Stop it!" It's like, it's a like the Elaine dance, kind of. It's not even. I can't even like. It's not even funny enough to make fun of. Like it's just. Horrible. It's horrible. All right, what else is on your list? They're not using cheers for Rhea. They're piping in the mix to booze. Wait, say that again? For her and for Rhea's entrance, for that match on Raw, they did not use the cheer button. They used the mixed to boo button. I didn't I didn't I did not I, I did, did not hear that at I all. I did not hear that. I, I went back and checked this morning because I was I, I wanted to make sure before I said it, and I even brought in my daughter, and it was like, yeah, those, those that's not the cheers for her entrance. All right, I didn't hear that. It, it, if if they did that, then they needed to make it more clear. They did not make well, it but no, I, I think, I, and it kind of goes back. I I don't know if it's a full, but it's a they want you questioning. They want you questioning at least. Do you, Do you know what I I kind of picked up on? I mean, I mean, I mean, this all due respect. I, if 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 that's true, they're doing a horrendous job. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good I mean, job. I'm just saying. Oh, but I'm gonna make it. A st- I'm, I'm gonna make it very clear. They're doing a horrendous job of it. If that's what they're doing, they're doing a god awful job of it. It's. I. I don't feel that way in any world. They have not given me any reason to feel that way whatsoever. They. No. Ha- they have. Th- th- that it is a massive miss if that's what they're doing, and I, I got to go back and 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 see if, the way, if they if, think if, if if they think they're doing something, they're not. Is the point? They're yeah. not doing it. But but if the idea is they want to like if 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 the bigger point is not that hey they're putting in booze, but if the bigger point is they're not putting in the big pop cheer, maybe maybe they want to sort of mute the reaction for the two of them for whenever my dark horse situation for money in the bank happens, which is the greatest version of Nikki cross we've ever seen ever winning money in the bank and cashing in on one of those two. 
because that is absolutely what should happen. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in favor of a quick cash in for Nikki. I like I, I Nikki Cross. I, I don't think she should cash in immediately if she wins. I think. Well, let's just make, let's just say this: one of the two winners should cash in immediately because you've got the crowd. You you need them. Like you're going to do something for a big moment. I'm assuming with your first pay per view with a crowd. Uh, I mean, not counting WrestleMania, but the first one with a full crowd that's not weird and spaced out. I would assume one of the two is cashing in, and if I had to pick, I would pick the women's winner to cash in. I'm fundamentally against uh, Money in the Bank being cashed in immediately. I'd rather them hold it for SummerSlam if they're looking for a big moment because doing for crazy stuff off. Of- t- you think two people should carry the briefcase? At yes. the same time. Yes. I mean you've got one hundred percent disagree. You got two different shows. You got there's a lot of things. Two different divisions. Yeah, right? It's not like, like you have two men's champions. Yeah. I I'm 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 less I'd be less opposed to it if we hadn't seen it so frequently, right? Like that's part of the problem for me is it's it's the same story you've told before. I don't I don't need to tell the same story again. I mean like, pretty much every year somebody year. cashes in. Well, what? I mean the the you had the women's briefcase end up being the championship. But that, but that wasn't planned. But you also I mean, had that, no. And that was the, the next day. You also that night. You also had no crowd. You you did right. money in the bank on top of a building, like and taped it right. three days right. earlier. So I ne- throw last year out of the equation. Like there's. Uh, no I mean, comparison. either way, you you had pretty much every year you've had one briefcase disappear immediately. And I don't like that. No, I I, I don't. I, I don't really like that either. And I also think that, like, you just have a crowd back. I don't think you have to have a massive moment at the end of the night. Well, I think, and the massive moment could be crazy shit off of the ladder. Well, well that's definitely happening. That's what I'm saying is I think that's enough for your massive moment. Or it could yeah. be the, the return of, you know, Mrs. Rollins or something like that, right? Like, yes, or Brock. Or Brock, whatever it is. There's a lot of things that could be that massive moment, no doubt about it. <laughs> Or it could be Ed's winning the title. Don't do that. Don't. Okay. Don't we gotta that. get to it. Don't do that. I mean, I again, as I'm, as I I'm, said. By the way, I'm for this if that means that's not the SummerSlam. Yeah. Match. If it, this is yes. the, this is the least offensive way that you can do this. The least yes. offensive way is to just say, "Hey, we got to get through one more. It's going to be the pay per view where there's going to be a crowd being there. The Money in the Bank match takes up all the other people that we want to have involved." So let's just kill it, some time by getting. And also, it. and also, it makes storyline sense. Daniel Bryan got his match. Sure, sure, yeah. Man, I'm, I, I'm, and sure. and and this is, you know, I kind of feel the same way I do about the Rumble title match here. This is a less important title match, so you know, you tell a coherent story here. It's fine. It's inoffensive. Yep. WrestleMania is a very different picture with Edge. I mean, um, I'm, but I still don't know what the plan is for SummerSlam. I still have no well, idea. Well, wait, let's. Let's chat about that. So, speaking of offensive, have you seen the latest rumors of what the SummerSlam, the one of two Bobby Lashley opponents for SummerSlam is? No. I've only seen Brock. Oh, no. These are two people that are not Brock. And what? So, one is offensive, and the other one is not offensive, and I think fine. Okay. So, do you want to take a couple guesses and without Googling it? So who would the offensive opponent? So so for what it's worth, I've I've seen Goldberg. The rumor. Goldberg would be the offensive opponent. That's that's what the rumor is. Okay, that's so one of them. Go. I've seen a lot about John Cena, Roman Reigns. So yes, I'm I'm assuming that's fine. I'm assuming it's not John Cena, Bobby Lashley. It's, then it's not. It's somebody that is way less offensive and digestible and makes perfect sense if they're actually in the company. 
if they're actually in the company. If they're Daniel Bryan somehow? Yes. Yep. That was the other that was the other rumor from Meltzer that they he thinks it's either Goldberg or Daniel Bryan or he could see I don't know how it was worded, but uh, I'm gonna. Um, it, it'd be a little weird to get there. It's, it's, but... it's it's not just that it's weird to get there. It's that how many times are you gonna do this? Where right? We'll we'll, we'll just throw Daniel Bryan in for a match he's not gonna win, right? Like how right, many right. how many times can you tell that story and have us be interested by it, right? Like at some point that it, unless he does win, well that would be far more interesting. You'd have to really sell yeah. me on how that's gonna how that's gonna happen, like. If what you're saying is you're just jumping ship with Bobby, that you know you got everything you think you can get out of it, um, and so you're just moving on, like you just think it's over. Well, remember, remember, we're also assuming that a lot of these people are switching shows too in August. So there's an element of that to it too. Is like how does that all shake out with with if you're mixing up the two different brands? How does that all shake out? Like you obviously can't just put Roman Reigns on Raw. I mean, based on what we assume it was a big problem for the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, that would seem to be not enough. You option. say that unless for whatever reason they've promised Fox that they're going to get Brock Lesnar for, you know, sure. like if, yeah. if, if Brock Lesnar is committed to doing 20 shows or something like that and you went to and Fox and And then you could run with Brock and Bobby for a few pay-per-views, sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I mean, the likelihood of, of Brock committing to do weekly shows is, seems seems unlikely but you know who knows i don't think there's anything else that you could trade off right now to fox for them to be okay with giving up rome i mean i just hell no i, I mean <laughs> i mean it, it would have to be like everybody else you That's know it. Like, <laughs> I, I mean i if, if you told me you get becky basically everybody else relevant becky and the new day and no. you know anybody no, else that who doesn't, can move that doesn't equal a little roman bit Reigns. No. stop that doesn't I'm sorry. Roman Reigns, i no think doubt. i think there's one there's two one of two things it's that brock lesnar or John Cena agrees to do X amount sure. of weekly television shows, and we both think, I guess all three of us think that's extremely unlikely. It seems yes. it seems extremely unlikely, yeah. I don't uh, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Yeah, as far as Daniel Bryan goes, I'd be okay with it. I'd even be okay with him winning, but you have to tell the story about why he's there. Oh, well, sure, but the, the point was just one is extremely bad, and the yes. other one is fine. That was sort of what I was getting at. Like, of course, with either thing, you have to do something. You can't just have the person show up and that's the match. Although, that's typically what Goldberg does. <laughs> I was going to say, don't say you have to do something here because we've seen over and over again, it does not have to happen. What about what about Bray Wyatt? What about him? What, what, if, what, if, they, what if that was the story? What if they did a Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt thing? Do you, you have so many unresolved things with Bray Wyatt? I'd feel really weird about him going right into that title picture. But I, I am, I am kind of coalesced. I don't know if they're going to resolve some of those things, right? Like, well, and, like and again, a, yeah, I'm just saying it, it would feel like, very weird to me. It feels like they've made Alexa like, hey, forget that she was ever part of this Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah, I don't. This know. This is his own thing now. I don't know. I, I don't. Ugh. Like they changed her music and made her music different, so it doesn't sound like his music anymore. I mean, I the, didn't they just give her new music that what didn't sound like the Funhouse music anymore? Or was yes. it? I can't. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 They did. Um. Uh. Oh, I don't. Okay. So uh, moving. Uh, are we moving on? Can we move on to the next thing on the yes. list? Yes. I. Sure. I. I don't. Everybody's trying. I know Brandon's been hating on Jim Ross for some time. I, I don't care that he misspoke. I don't. 
mistakes are made that is by that is so less egregious than not knowing how to pronounce the women's champion's name to the point what where was the specific thing he, he said it was wwe, WWE dynamite, dynamite next week yeah <laughs> i mean um, listen him saying that is not my problem with him at right. all look i mean and if to me if it, it if it was one thing whatever it's just another thing to kind of add to the pile look, let, let me just say this him flubbing things is the least of my cr- criticism my criticism is the shitty attitude and the way that he, like, refuses to kayfabe some things and the way that he criticizes the product and kind of lets yeah. his real feelings come through. Those are the things I don't like. I just don't think it... I don't... What's the word I want to look, I'm looking for? It, it's not like the feel that they should want from their broadcasters. That's right. my problem. It's a bigger picture thing. Him screwing up... I mean, yes... Not being able to pronounce people's names is a whole other thing because you have, you know, you can make a mistake, but if you can't pronounce someone's name 15 different times, that's because well, it's, you it, don't it want leaves to. me in a place where I don't know what Hikari Shida's name is. I don't. Right. And that hurts her as a performer that I don't know what her name is. And so I'm afraid to say it because I don't want to be offended. I just don't know what her name is because I heard it pronounced so many freaking different ways. So I mean, that, and that's a that's but that, to me that's a company problem. If if Jim Ross was refusing, if they went to him and said, "Hey man, we need you to start saying Hikaru Shida. That's her name every time. Say it the same way." That should be going to everybody in the company. That's a bigger AEW problem to me than it's a Jim Ross problem. If he was flat out refusing to, he should be fired. One hundred percent. It sounds yes. more like they, as a company, never prioritized making sure that was something that everyone got right. That they just sort of did not care because they didn't, they don't, let's tell the truth, they don't care about women's wrestling. Yep. Just being as honest and as blunt about it as I can be, it's one of the most fraudulent things ever when they pretend like they care about women's wrestling. They've they've told us they don't. Um, so that that's a real issue. And I disagree. This doesn't even register for me. People make mistakes. The best broadcasters in the world make sure. honest mistakes. Just say the wrong things sometimes. It is there's your brain you got somebody in your ear saying something. You're thinking about what you're supposed to be promoting. You got six pieces of paper in front of you. Mistakes happen constantly. Someone making a mistake that's genuine will never register for me as a problem. So, so wait, wait, who are you disagreeing with by saying that? Well, you anybody who says this adds on to all the other things. This doesn't. Oh, that was Aaron. Yeah. Okay, whoever it was. Uh, yeah, no, this doesn't. I, yeah. This doesn't add on to me in any way. This is nothing. This is not even worthy of the 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 the, the, the people that are spending all the. T- who cares? Who cares that he made a genuine mistake at the end of the show? Genuine mistakes happen all the time. It means nothing to me. Anything else? Did you see WWE trademarked Happy Corbin? I'd rather not talk about that. <laughs> happy? Happy Corbin. Just happy oh, to leave it alone. Happy to make it not... I'm happy to not discuss it whatsoever because... <laughs> that sounds horrible. That sounds truly awful. Anything I mean, else? for me, yeah. All right. Brandon, you got anything it. else this week? Well, let's talk to Sam Adonis then, shall we? Can we, can we do that? Yep. All right. Sam Adonis. Let's talk to him right now. 
I tell you what, guys, I am extraordinarily excited. Finally, MCW is back to live professional wrestling in a couple of weeks. Saturday, July 24th for MCW Resurrection at the MCW Arena. It has been obviously about a year and a half since we've been able to say those words. Joining us now, this man um, has, has garnered a lot of attention in the last few years for his work. Uh, you know him from AAA. He's he's wrestled all over in the lucha world. Uh, he's got a famous brother, but screw that guy. We care about him. Uh, this man is Sam Adonis, and he'll be there at MCW on July 24th. He's with us now here on Jobbing Out. Sam, it's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us this week. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to everyone. I'm actually really excited to come and... Uh be a part of MCW for the first time. I actually have been to MCW events as a child uh, growing up here in Pittsburgh. You know, my dad had some work in Baltimore. And we wow. Mike, Michael's 8th Avenue and Glen Burnie, and then I saw a show at the Hard Rock downtown. Uh, it's, it's, it definitely feels like it's been a long time coming to finally That's awesome. for MCW. I had no idea. That's really, really cool, man. You, do you have any particular memories that stand out of your uh, like uh, visits to MCW? Uh, yeah, I remember uh, at the show at the Hard Rock downtown uh, in the Inner Harbor, Romeo Valentino got pushed off the corner post and got hurt. I think his <laughs> name was Romeo Valentino. Um, yeah, he, he got hurt at the event, and I remember everybody was all panicked and scared. It's terrible that that's my main memory. Yeah, right. I, right. I, was, I was hoping for something awesome that we could all high-five about, and you're like... <laughs> I, was, I was only 10 or 11 at the time. That's what stuck out. All right, so I want to cut to the chase. Um, in the last five years, how many death threats have you received, Sam Adonis? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't really. There, there's not exactly a, a tangible way to record death threats because it's not <laughs> like people are messaging me on social media with them. Normally, they're coming from behind me, and, and they're being screamed at me in Spanish. So uh, most of the time, yeah, it's, uh, I've definitely garnered, garnered a lot of heat and hatred um, you know, I think it's the beauty of all pro wrestling. You know, you, you need a great villain to have a great hero. And, uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of the Mexican wrestling scene. So being a bad guy down there, a, uh, a patriotic American, I've definitely garnered, garnered enough of these uh, death threats, if you will. So I actually had a chance to talk to Sam back in 2016 when I was writing for Rolling Stone when I was doing a piece on, you know, the, the election coming up and how it has to do with, with wrestling. And at the time, Sam, you said... Well, I have no idea how the election's going to affect my character, what what we're going to do, anything like that. So what have the past four years been like for you? Uh, I mean, it, it's just been an up-and-down roller coaster ride, for sure. Um, at the time, it worked in Mexico. You know, it was so topical. And I do believe it was a time and a place. Uh, I think, you know, politically, the situation got so far out of control on both sides of the party that, you know, the fun was taken from the gimmick. You know, it was kind of a bit too serious. In, in Mexico, it worked because it wasn't, you know, on the home front. But in the United States, you know, people want to escape real life when they're at a wrestling event. They don't want it, you know, slapped in their face. So I, I definitely reared back a little bit from doing the, the Donald Trump supporting heel in the United States. And then, you know, where where we are today, you know, that being yesterday's news, I, I just don't have any place for it. Right. It was a time and a place. It worked for what it was, where it was, and it got me a lot of attention, you know, but I think most of the attention I got was uh, the, the news media trying to see a live assassination or something because, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely hot. So in hindsight, it was good for my career, but I'm glad it's over. 
Was there ever a moment, like, did you start to worry that at some point it might be difficult to distance yourself from the character? Did you ever, like, worry, if if I don't abandon shop now, this might be the way that people associate me for the rest of my career. It might be difficult for me to do other things down the road. I don't, uh, that never occurred to me at the time, but I think now, hindsight being twenty twenty. It you know I, I didn't even think of that for a minute, but I think that's definitely followed me some places. Uh, I've had a very very busy career all over the world. Right, I've done great stuff with a lot of people, and that seems to be you know what it always comes back to because of the volume of press I've had. You know, I was on NBC, CNN, Vice, Reuters, Al Jazeera, every news media outlet on the planet. You know, reported on me, so it was a catch twenty two. You know, it was great attention great media that i wanted but at the same time now that's what people remember from me so uh you know it's i can't say i I regret anything about it but i definitely think it has cost me certain opportunities but at the end of the day you know uh, all of my media and my press you know i I made it very clear that i'm you know i was never a trump supporter i I don't care about any politics or anything you know i just wanted to be a good pro wrestling villain so I got what I needed out of it, and uh, right now I'm really excited because after a two-year absence, I just returned to AAA, and I think that's probably going to eclipse my prior run in Mexico because it is a bigger company with better TV sure. coverage. And now, you know, being able, being an established star, I will be able to, you know, rewrite my the next chapter of my legacy because it'll kind of overshadow the the patriotic Trump gimmick of 2017, 18. Sam, can we follow up on that just for a second? Sam Adonis is with us. He's coming to MCW here in a couple weeks. Just because we don't know the Mexican fans the way that we know American fans, right? And American fans, I think, typically are... Are are able we like we can move forward. You can do something else and and we'll be into it and you know and 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 not think about that at all. Are Mexican fans the same? Like are they like when you are just being Sam Adonis now, like is is all of that gone or do they still like, are they a different breed? Like, they still linger resentment towards you because of the character that you were. They're they're very similar to American fans. Okay. But at the same time, and this is what a lot of, you know, the, the media didn't understand. You know, I came out to the ring with an American flag with Trump's face on it. But the character wasn't really anything different from what I've already done for 14 years. Sure. You know, I was still, you know, a, a cocky, arrogant, good-looking, you know, chauvinistic jerk you know the character (laughs) is one thing he just happened to be a patriot at the time so it's not like i'm going out there and recreating the wheel i'm still myself i'm not having the flag but because i'm not you know altering i'm still the sam adonis that they know and love minus you know one prop uh i think it kind of goes to stay the same here in the united states where you know they do accept new they do accept fresh but if you kind of insult them and go against the grain and say there's something that they're completely not, people kind of you know chew it up and spit it back out. I think that's kind of the position I'm in in Mexico. Uh, if I were to come out completely different, let's say for instance I, I you know painted my face and called myself Ultimate Warrior Junior, they're probably gonna say, "Yeah, oh, this guy saw Sam Adonis." But because I'm still giving them the Sam Adonis they like, you know, only with a new twist. I, I'm very positive it's it's gonna turn out well. And just judging from my you know return to AAA. The, the backlash has been outstanding, and uh, I can't wait to get back to that. Excellent, there. excellent. 
you know, going back down there for the first time in 18 months after doing nothing but American shows, what was the kind of hardest thing to get back into the mindset of it? And what's the big differences between the two? I don't, I don't know if there's really many differences. I look at wrestling a lot differently than everyone else. It's like, I think why I've had success in other countries is because I fulfill the role they want me to fulfill. They want the, the American pro wrestler. You know, we think a luchador is, is a guy in a mask that does cool flips. We think a Japanese wrestler is a, you know, stocky, thick guy that elbows people in the face. These two other countries still perceive American wrestlers as big, tall, handsome, bodybuilding, you know, shit-talking, punch-and-kick wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I can do all these things that they teach me in Mexico or taught me in Japan, but, you know, I'm able to just go be the, the stereotypical American wrestler they want me to be, so I never really have any problems adapting. I know how to, you know, apply my craft to what they do in Mexico and make it work, but, you know, there was really no, I've always been very comfortable in my own skin that I've never had to worry too much about adapting. I will say it was just amazing getting back to it. Um, I had butterflies in my stomach for the first time in years, you know, on the airplane. I'm coming back to Mexico City, you know, a place I lived for two years, and it was just such an amazing feeling knowing, oh my gosh, we're almost back to normal. You know, there was no fans in the audience, but it was just so cool knowing that I had a, a big night on a big show on live television. And, uh, you know, and now the wheels are in motion that hopefully by fall, you know, the whole world's back open at 100 percent. Sam, is, is is this the goal? Like, is the goal for you? This is this is who I am. I want to wrestle in Mexico. This is I've done so well. I want to be there. Do you start like getting antsy? You're on the other side of thirty. Uh, you know, you've had you know tastes of big American companies. Do you start saying like, I, I feel like it should be time for me to make my move? Like, wh- where are you as far as big picture career wise? Because I, I I'm sure there's people that would say it'd be really romantic to hear somebody say, No, this is what I want to do. I want to wrestle in Mexico. I love it there. That's just where I want to be. I'm I, at 31 years old. I'm exactly where I want to be right now. Um, Everything in my life has, has panned out, you know, for the most part, exactly the way I wanted it to. I still think my best days are ahead of me. You know, I grew up in the wrestling business. Uh, I see, you know, you say on the other side of 30, to me, this is just now the beginning of my prime. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the kind of, I believe that a wrestler's not good until he's 15, 16 years in the business. You know, I, I look at it like it used to be in the 70s and 80s where, you know, it takes seasoning and traveling and becoming a veteran before you deserve that opportunity. And I've been able to do it all. You know, I, I think now wrestling is a, it's a promoter's market. There's so many wrestlers willing to do whatever they take to sell out and get a contract here or there, but then the system chews them up and spits them out in three years. You know, I look at a guy like AJ Styles as just the example of what I want to be, where, you know, he's done it all on his terms, signed his contract on his terms, and made a ton of money on his terms. Whereas you get XYZ indie wrestler, who's the coolest guy on the indies today, tomorrow he signs an NXT contract, he's miserable for a year and a half, and then he gets shipped out the door. So I'm, I'm absolutely happy where I'm at right now. People ask me all the time, you know, why don't you call your brother? Why don't you, you know... It's it's not like that. I'm so happy with what I've done and what I've been able to do this for, and I really believe you know, getting back to Mexico and being back in the, you know the forefront of a major promotion. You look at it this way, you know, how many people would kill to wrestle for AAA once? How many of those same guys got brought in in, in a main event role? 
you know, and have a program sorted out. So uh, I definitely look at things differently than a lot of people do. I'm in no rush. I know what I'm capable of. And I know now, finally, the people are starting to, uh, you know, catch on. Uh, so I, I think within the next couple of years, you know, hopefully you'll see me somewhere on national television in the United States as well. But until then, you know, I'm very happy with where things are going. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question. Like, beyond WWE, with so many of these companies getting TV deals, is there any place that you would like to work for that maybe would be less restrictive or anything like that? And what would be, besides getting that contract, your goals for the next year or two? For me, it's just being myself. Being, you know, I want to work somewhere that appreciates me for what I've done and who I am. You know, I put a lot of time and effort and, and, you know, I've missed birthdays and Christmases. I've lived in Europe for four years, lived in Mexico for two years, sacrificed a lot of what people refer to as normal life for wrestling. And it's ultimately turned me into who I am. You know, I, I'm, I'm a different person because of it. The experience, you know, the, the, there's a line between, you know, reality and fiction that's a little bit more blurred whenever you spend more time on either side of the fence. And that's why Sam Adonis now is, you know, it's, you kind of, what you see is what you get. I would love to work with somewhere that, that appreciates that. And I keep going back to AJ Styles as the example. I mean, the guy, he signed a WWE contract at 40 on his terms. How many guys get to come in, you know, and keep their name, no doubt. keep their entrance gear, get their own wrestling song, you know? And I guarantee he's not taken, he, he didn't sign one of the, you know, entry level NXT contracts. Why? Because he's a proven product. I look at it that way. You know, I, I'm taking it one step at a time doing what I'm doing. And, you know, there's people out there I, I know who notices and who doesn't. You know, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe 10 years from now I'll look at myself and say, why didn't I do that? Oh, I should have just taken that contract. But, you know, I was signed to WWE at 21 years old, and I saw that side of the fence. You know, and I know that the grass is always greener on the other side. So for right now I'm happy to just, you know, uh, work hard at being myself and, and take any opportunity that comes to me that allows me to you know, have my artistic freedom. Sam, do you have a dream opponent? Uh, the great Muda. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> All man. my dream opponents are, uh, yeah, most of my dream opponents are long retired. Unfortunately. I'm a big fan of wrestling from the 70s and 80s and you know, even the 90s. Most of the guys I'd like to wrestle, you know, have retired or, or at least wrestle in a very limited role. Um, honestly, and it's cliche, but I mean, I'd love to wrestle John Cena in a big, you know, WrestleMania of 40,000 people or whatever, you know, <laughs> I, I, I always consider myself a big game player. I'm better when there are bigger shows and it's, you know, more people watching. That's when I have my most energy and I know I'm going to put on the best performance and there's never going to be anything bigger than, you know, John Cena at WrestleMania or maybe the rock. I mean, that could happen, that'd be cool. I mean, th those seem like they would be okay. Those seem like they would be all right. Um, yeah, yeah. You mentioned your brothers. Did you know when he made this transition how good he was going to be? Like, did you know that he was going to be, you know, the, the, the next Jerry, the King Lawler, when he made this jump to what he's doing now? We didn't know at the time. And for those that are listening now that don't know, it's WWE's Corey Graves is my brother who we're talking about. And, uh, we had no idea at the time that it was going to be anything he'd even considered doing, but once he got that first day, first gig, first audition, it all kind of clicked in our head like, well, yeah, I mean, clearly he'd be good at this. It's kind of his thing. You know, he's, he's always been a great wrestler, but, you know, more than anything, it's his, his promo skills and being able to talk about the microphone 
that make him who he is. So naturally, once once he fell into that role, we were all very confident that he'd kick ass at it. All right, and then the most important one that we can have you do, and remember, you're coming to Baltimore for a show. Um, you you can admit that it's over for Ben Roethlisberger, right? Like he sucks now, <laughs> he's garbage. And the, the it, question is, how many people in Pittsburgh are going to hear this interview? <laughs> not not nearly as many. Brandon is a re- uh, our resident Pittsburgher, by the way. Excuse me. <laughs> well, the thing is, I used to be a security guard at one of the bars outside of Heinz Field. So uh, every Sunday for Steelers games. We would get paid the same whether they win or lose. <laughs> so we as security guards would always secretly hope they lose because the night would end shorter. We'd be out by 11 o'clock. So needless to say, the, the novelty of the Pittsburgh Steelers wore away from me about 10 years ago. So I don't want to just throw your fault. under the bus, so but I'm not the, exactly... The 10-year drought is your fault, you're saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, the thing is, this is why I ask if anyone in Pittsburgh is listening, because, you know, shows here in Pittsburgh, I'm still a top baby. Of course, place, yes. Those are legitimate fighting words here. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. Also, can we please admit that putting French fries on a sandwich is not a culinary genius creation. It's just <laughs> French fries on a sandwich. That's all it is. That's it's not just it. French fries, oh, my friend. Shut up. a lot of other things. <laughs> I can't hate on Fermani Brothers. Man. Oh, man. Oh. I, to be fair, though, when you live here, you don't have it as much as the outsiders do. Oh, I it's believe kind that. It's just like anything. you know. It's, it's, I'm sure most people from Baltimore don't go to the Inner Harbor once <laughs> a week. You say this. You know? we, we all go to Jimmy's Seafood <laughs> about once a month at least, bro. I've still never had it. I've heard all about that. that, that well, that'll you. change. I promise you that'll change when you're here in a couple of weeks. I promise that's, you That's that. something that all the wrestlers all over the country, you know, it's like a a wrestling wrestling birthright if you work in Baltimore. But honestly, this will be the first time I'll be performing in Baltimore in my entire career. So so it'll be the first opportunity, and I promise, if if they don't make it happen for you, we'll make it happen for you. That's a promise, <laughs> Sam Adonis. All right. Because we need And if you're working Hill, make sure you bring your black and gold. Oh, shut. Stop that. <laughs> Stop well, that. Hold on. It's an easy heel move, though. It is. Oh, it'll get you a ton of heat. There's no doubt about it. It'll get you a ton right. of heat. Come on. I know about cheap heat. I used to come out <laughs> All right, Sam, what can we plug for you? Uh, social media, website, T-shirts, anything. What all can we plug for you? If anybody wants to check me out, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at @realsamadonis. You can check out all my, my pictures, my videos, my upcoming dates. Uh, I always stay in contact with everybody on that. So uh, I got a really cute dog that gets the he's featured on that quite often too. So that's fun to watch. Um, please, anybody within earshot of this, it is July the 24th at the MCW Arena. I will be debuting for MCW Wrestling. Um, I'm, I'm sure you probably fill everybody in on this, but I mean, honestly, everybody in the country on, on the independent level knows the quality of Maryland championship wrestling. And we know how, you know, it, it's a big deal. There's very few independent organizations that have, you know, the, the respect and the, the quality of talent that they have. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. Hopefully I'm able to, uh, you know, be a part of it more often in the future as well. But, yeah, until then, find me on social media, and I appreciate everything, guys. Absolutely. MCWProWrestling.com to get your tickets for July 24th. Sam, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. We can't wait to see what's next, and we'll see you on the 24th at MCW, all right? Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Appreciate Sam taking the time for us again. Get out to MCW on July 24th, MCWProWrestling.com, in order to get your tickets as finally MCW back in action. It has been far too long. 
a chance for you to get out and see some pro wrestling here locally in a couple of weeks. All right, I think that uh, that about does it, right? I think we're we're good here. Anything anything that we forgot about? Anything that we didn't cover, Aaron? This is normally you know where I lean on you because Lord knows I don't even. I forget the things we were supposed to care about. Exactly. Uh, I think we've hit most uh, everything this week. All right. Very good. Um, what's uh, What do you want to plug? I'll start with you. Uh, check out vsin.com, nightcap, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10, a.m., 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. And we got another D.C. guy in the area for the next couple of days. By the time you hear this, uh, Nick Ashew filling in wow. uh, with Tim Murray. So got an old D.C. reunion there. And, uh, yeah, check that out, vison.com. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at the AOster. Brandon. Uh, we just announced Pine Grove is coming to Ramshead for the first time ever. That show is October 19th. Tickets are on sale now. Is and should, um, is this is Pine Grove something I'm going to tell you in a month I'm a huge fan of and and I can put, it, and I'll stop it most certainly should be yes all right well, um, as everybody knows I've to- been a massive fan of Pine Grove for a very long time I've introduced Brandon to them there now is wait is it a him her them what is it exactly them that I love them and everyone knows that I love them and Brandon has done nothing but say terrible things about them. what type of uh, music uh, is it uh, Pine Grove what is it like indie rock indie rock it's the best indie rock I've ever heard in my entire life and Brandon always said all those disparaging things about them and 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 um, do they have like a song that I might know or, or something no. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, go ahead. Name the song. It's, it's not that kind of band. But yeah. it's, so, so the funniest thing is I really hate when people are like, what kind of music is this? Because like it's, it's becoming increasingly difficult to describe sure. any music anymore. But anyway, uh, great band. They have, they, the last two records they put out are just phenomenal. Uh, um, you act like I don't and, know that. Of course I know that. Right. I, He's been I, like the record since 1972. I love that last record they put out called... It was tremendous. <laughs> so um, we have lots of... A, a lot more announcements coming after the holiday. Uh, we've got a bunch of shows we've been announcing the past few weeks. You can get tickets at ramsedlive.com. And you can see all of our social postings at Ramshead Live on Instagram and at Ramshead Live on Twitter. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him and tag him in the things that you post. <laughs> Ag- acknowledge him. It. Acknowledge. They did it this week. Him. That's what. By the way, Amp- Amperland, New York, is the Pine Grove album. That you, you were of me about. course, I know that, and I know about their record, uh, uh, Marigold, which of course is yes. a record full of covers of the J. Roddy Walson and, and the business song Marigold. It's a remarkable <laughs> record they put out, various different covers. Uh, yeah, at AJ Francis four one zero. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. And if if you're the one other person in the world who's both a professional wrestling and tennis fan. We're getting a ton of traction with our uh, tennis podcast, Courts of Thunder, which is avail- available wherever you get your podcast. Greg Rosenthal and I have been doing that, and we're getting a lot of feedback, which is very cool. Uh, awesome. All right. For uh, Brandon. Uh, oh, and thanks again to Sam Adonis as well. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. Eva Marie. Fuck anyone who doesn't know who Pine Grove is.